Hello and welcome to this Christian Walk Podcast, the show where no topic is too taboo to empower you on your walk with God. I'm your host, Marley B, and it's my privilege to welcome you back to season four. Today's conversation is not a comfortable one, but I promise always a very important one. Today we're going to be talking about our finances. And so I invited my favorite financial guru to join the conversation and get us well on the way to securing our financial futures. So we had a great conversation, very informative. Get your pens and your paper and let's get into it right now. Uh, walk with me, talk with me. What you know about God, will he ride with me? Come and open my eyes for me, hear my story. Show me more what's in store and what's more. Listen, homie, can you walk? All right, Janice Crafter, welcome to this Christian Walk Podcast. Thank you, Marlena. <laughs> how are you? I am good. How are you? I am doing wonderful today. Wonderful today. Thank you so much for agreeing to be here. Full disclosure, everybody. This, yes, is uh Janice Crafter, but this is my auntie. Yes. And she is here because I because she loved me so much yes. and because she loved the kingdom of God. So you are in the right place. And I'm so happy to have you here. And before we get into our conversation, I'm gonna give you just a moment to introduce yourself to the TCW fam. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be on your show. I really appreciate it. I do feel honored. I just want to let you know that. Um, I am Janice Crafter. I am a real estate broker. I have been um, in real estate for going on 21 years now. Well, actually going on 22 years now. Um, and I really, really love it. I've been doing so well in real estate. And then a couple of years ago, I got into insurance, life and health insurance. And so I felt that that was really something important to add on to the real estate um, because we need life insurance. So I added that on. And then when that came about um, the health insurance side, I do Medicare. So I do help the seniors with their um, Medicare situations that they have and um, get them signed up. I am a great, great grandma. I'm a mother of one. I have a granddaughter. And then I have three little great grandbabies that I love dearly that I get to see. That's who Janice is. We will welcome so much, Auntie, Grandma, Mama, and financial guru. Yeah, welcome to TCW. Yeah, and so I, I'm glad that you went right on into your credentials because I got you here because you your credentials not only equip you to help people in your profession, but what I love about you, Auntie, is that you consider what you do not only a profession, but a ministry. Yes, exactly, exactly. Because that's what we do. That's what God has put us on earth to do is he said, go up out and preach the gospel. And then the gospel doesn't always have to be preaching the Bible and it can be preaching about our finances, about um, buying the homes and just helping people with their everyday life and their everyday walk. So yes, oh, that's yes. what we're here to do. Absolutely. And I like how you went right in to talk about how the the book of life, the Bible, it, 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 it equips us, it gives us direction on how we should live our life. And, yeah. you know, there's plenty, you know, I had looked up a few, um, 
reference points in the Bible where it talks about our finances and about how, you know, it is wise that a man saves for his future and, and that a, a, a wise man leaves an inheritance for his uh, children's children yeah, yeah. and things of that nature. Those kind of things, those are the guidelines that the, that the Bible gives us. Yeah, well, yeah. Far too often, people... It's, and I'm going to just be specific to people in the kingdom. It's a lot of people that will get up there and will shout all over the church, but then go home and their finances, their, their, you know, their business is a mess. Yes. And that is not representation of God. Because one thing we should do as believers is remember that in all things, we should represent the kingdom of God. Yeah, and whether we like it or not, our credit score and things of that nature is representation of our character. Yes, yes, I agree. I agree one hundred percent with that, Marlena. I agree one hundred percent. And so, with my um theory was is is that we should even start small. We should start when we're small and start when we're young. And little do we know, we really do start. Um, because I'm a believing um a strong believer in saving. Um, we do start saving when um we're young because one of our first savings accounts is a piggy bank. And a lot of people don't think about it as a savings, but it is. We have uh, piggy banks and sometimes we, even as adults, we have the big long jars of, that we put our loose coins in um, every day when we come home. But the piggy bank is where we really should start our children. Each child should have a piggy bank so that they know that when they do get money to put some in, you can save some and you can spend some. And I learned a lot of that from my parents as well when we had our um, summer jobs. Um, my mother would uh, let us open our bank accounts and we would, we can put our check in there, but we can take some out, but we had to save a lot of it in there. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I think that we, a, a lot of people don't get that, yes, you know, yes. because you hear a lot of people on the news, you hear a lot of people just in everyday conversations talk about how finances is not taught in school. It's not taught in school. They don't teach you in school and it should be taught in school, but you made a great point. It really should be taught at home. Yes, yes. It should it be. It really should be taught at home. Yes, and, one of the things we have to start. And I think home. that, yeah, and I think that, you know, the piggy bank is the perfect, the perfect yes. um, entrance into the conversation. Isn't it? Isn't that funny? Yeah, because each child should have their own little piggy bank. And like if they do little chores or things like that, or sometimes you may go over auntie house or grandma house and they like to give kids money here, go put this in your bank, put this in your bank. And a lot of times the parents end up with it. But if they just take it and put it in their little bank so that they can get in the habit of saving, it has to be a habit. And then when you think about, you know, the places that we should learn it, we, we know that it should be home. But when I think about church, I think about church as a place where we should develop. Yes. We should develop personally. We should de develop spiritually. And we should um, develop professionally, you know, traits in, in, inside the church. And a lot of times in churches, they don't, they spend a lot of time asking for money. Yeah, they don't spend a whole lot of time showing us as people of the kingdom how to manage money. 
Yeah. And I, I, I know that in your, you know, in your field, whether whether you're helping people in mil, uh, real estate, whether you're helping them with retirement planning and things of that nature, you get a lot of people that spend probably essentially their entire life in the church and they don't really know a whole lot about managing their finances. Yes. And so I, I just want to know what for a person that, you know, has that education that has that experience. Is that a frustrating thing for you? Or what, what? what's your experience when you run into people who you know are believers and have been in the church and they have nothing, no kind of education when it comes to finance, just the bare minimum? Well, I, I find that um, one um, is, is, is a misunderstanding, a miseducation about it. Um, truly, it's a miseducation about it. But the Bible speaks on the tithes. And a lot of people frown on the tithes. Um, and often, I'm a believer in the tithes because the Bible said give and it should be given back to you. So in order to receive it back to you, we do have to give. Um, and we should really put on that concept is it you know, the church say give, 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 but they don't give us the true concept of giving and it will be given back to you, shaking down, running over. And a lot of people that say, well, I don't have it to give, but um, it really should be um, pushed upon. It should be really taught um, in a great deal. Um, not so much as giving to the church, but just always, if you give it to the person that's standing on the corner, that's still part of your ties. If you're giving it to an organization or, or a children's home or a group home, that's still giving your ties. Um, and sometimes it does have to be monetary, yes, but for speaking in monetary, give, to, even if it's to your neighbor, it can be a quarter, it can be something, but you have, in order for the flow of money to flow, you have to give and then it will come back to you. And a lot of people just don't understand that concept. And I love that you pointed that out because when people hear the word tithe, they immediately shut down. Yes. And, I, and, and tithing is not always about the money that you give. Right, and I right. think the, the common misconception when it comes to tithing is that it's about God trying to get your money or even, you know, and people will take God out of it and just yes, feel like yes. the preacher is trying to get your money. Exactly. And, you know, and a lot of times, I mean, and a lot I'm of not, times I, they are. <laughs> that part right there. I don't want to act like it don't happen, yes. but I don't want to also perpetuate the, the myth that that's the only thing that, you know, yes. that's the only thing that happens, that it's always a manipulation. Some, because at the end of the day, whatever we do, it takes money. Yes. And the church is doing things in the community. And guess what? We can't go in there and do it, you know, just off of, you know, people's good graces or, or people's good intentions. You know, it, it takes money. And um, unfortunately, while the church is, you know, a place where we go and uh, commune and we go and get uh, fed spiritually, it, it also is a business. It has to be ran like a business because at the end of the, it's an organization that's called to do things in the, in the community that takes organization. It takes time. It takes resources yeah. and it takes money. Yes. One of the things that God put into my spirit one um, few years ago, it's been a while. He said that my people take my money. And because it, I, he said, take my money because the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. So everything belongs to God. So he said, he took they, my people take my money and put my money in their pocket and put their hand over it. And then they take the other hand and reach out and ask for something. 
He said, if they would just lose my money, lose my money, then they would have what they have. And a lot of times people don't realize too, that when you give, you're going to receive that back and sometimes tenfold right away. It might be a couple of days later. It might be a few days later. You don't miss the money. So it is, it is not our money. So it, when we give it to his people, he's going to make sure that we're taken care of and we get it right back. And that's what happens. So that's okay, why. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, God don't want your money. He wants yes. your obedience. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yes. <laughs> he wants, it's about uh, trusting yes. him enough to say, okay, God, I'm going to do what you told me to do. And I'm going to trust you to do what you said you was going to yes. do, which is provide, make sure that I'm good. Make sure that I want for nothing. Make sure I'm the head and not the tail. Make sure yes. I'm above and not beneath. Make sure I'm blessing the city and blessing the field. Yes. That's what the word of God says. So says. we either trust it or we don't. Yes, yes. Because we can't pick and choose what we're going to believe in the Bible. We should believe the whole. I agree with you 100%. That part right there. And while <laughs> it is, and then, you know, you have those churches that don't really, they really say, okay, uh, you know, open it up and God to open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing and all of that stuff. But they don't really get in on how to manage their, how to manage yeah. your money. But to, to, um, you know, it's some churches that's like that still, but I have to admit that, and I actually grew up in a church that didn't really, have um education in in house when it came to personal finances yeah, but yeah. now i do i have a church that you know they offer classes and things like that okay. to help you manage and help you get out of debt help you learn how to pay bills help you learn how to manage your money because it is a it is essential for our character that we do that because we are out here representing god and representing god's kingdom and we should do it in a way that is worth representing yeah, because you can't sit up here and say how good God is and your, your finances is a mess. You looking at your phone, screening it because bill collectors calling you all the time. That is not of God. That is not what he called us. He said, give with, to Caesar what is Caesar and give to God what is God and he'll take care of the rest. Yeah, and so, you know, and so, but for those churches that do offer those kind of things, the financial peace university, the, you know, all kinds of things like that, where they offering um, financial literacy programs and things like that. What I noticed too, is when those things are available, not a lot of people take advantage of it. True. Right, right, right. Because that stigma with the um, church. But one of the things I was going to say um, with the churches, why some of the churches don't have it, because sometimes the leader of the church itself doesn't understand the concept, you know, um, of trying to save. Sometimes they're struggling their own self within um, to understand the concept of saving or giving, um, even though they say they're giving, we don't really know. And it's not up for us to even judge, see what, if they are, but sometimes they don't understand that and don't understand that we need to have those um, type of classes right along with the Sunday school um, classes to be a part of that uh, into our everyday lives because we need it in our everyday lives. It's just not something that um, if you want it, it's a necessity of having it. Just like paying bills, you need to be paying your tithes and offering. And that's how I pay my tithes and offering. And um, since the pandemic, I haven't been going to church as frequently as I had prior to. So when I do make pay my monthly bills, I make sure that I do have a couple of organizations that I am paying, sending money to. 
Absolutely. And I've heard that before. You know, uh, Willie Moore Jr. has said that um, on one of his podcasts, um, he was talking about how it was a time where he was not in a church, but he was kind of taking um, leadership or mentorship from a, a, a minister and he tithed or, you know, to yeah. that person. Yeah, because you know it, it's not something we should use the excuse of. Well, I don't have a church right now, so I can't give. Right, right. we shouldn't use that excuse because at the end of the day, whether you are submitted under a church at the time or not, God is still waking you up in the morning. He is still providing for you. He is still yes, protecting yes. you. So what we, you know, what He's doing is not stopping. So what we should do, do for mm -hmm. Him or what is expected of us, it should not stop. So yes, that's yes. a great point. And, you yes, know, yes. To, to find places to still give that tide. And remember, it's not all about because there's some people that feel like, OK, well, I'm I'm not working right now. I'm not doing, you know, I, or whatever the situation is. I, I I don't have it to give. But tithing can be your time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can be volunteering at church yes, or yes. volunteering for an organization or volunteering to say, you know what? a cousin or sister or brother i know you don't can't afford daycare right now but look let me bless you with i'll take care of your kids and i'll help you do something that will you know will bless you and i know and i trust and believe that god will bless me in return because that's how he works exactly i agree with you 100 exactly yes yes yeah. so now when you think about okay so i know you deal in home ownership right you are a real estate agent you've been doing it for years you know <laughs> yeah because of you i'm actually a homeowner right yeah, yeah. i've been in my home a little over five years now and you know the one thing that i you know i remember trying to start the process and i was looking like okay and it did I, I think even so much as pulling my credit report was like a headache for me and then you know i was just like you know what i'm about to call my auntie and I will never forget what you told me. I was like, auntie, I'm trying to pull this credit report. It's giving me this hard time. I don't know what to do. And you told me you did the right thing. You called me. <laughs> and right then, I was yeah. just like, okay, I call it. And right then, you took care of it. And probably, what I say what? Maybe 90 days later, I was a homeowner. Yes, yes. I think it was less than that, Marlene. It seemed like it was 30 days. It went so fast. <laughs> but so um, fast. What I remember, um, what I remember with you going through that process of what you kept calling me and we were talking about the struggle that you were having because you was renting an apartment. And I think that they were going up with your rent or they wanted you to move because they wanted to do something and everything. And I was like, Ma, we can't, you can't keep going through this. We can really fix this problem right now. Why can't you just buy your own home? You will never have to worry about anybody putting you out anymore. Never have to pay somebody else's mortgage to for them to buy a property. No, you can really buy your own. And within that, within that split time. We got you pre-approved. I found someone where you was at, a realtor. She found the right loan officer for you. And they got you pre-approved. And you went house hunting. And um, you bought that house. And <laughs> you've been in your house ever since. Yeah, and that's it sometimes is how easy it goes. Yeah. yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, this is not going to happen for me. Like, I didn't even, because I was one, I had took probably about, maybe a year and a half, two years of just putting my head down and paying my bills. Cause I got tired of being one of those people that was dodging creditors. And I was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm about, I'm tired of being this person. So I started paying my bills, but I didn't really realize how much of an impact it was making. Yes. 
Yeah. You know, and yeah. I, I didn't think that I didn't think I was definitely I did not think I was ready to buy a house. And I was just like, OK, well, we're going to just see. I just was trying to see it. The next thing I know, it was like sign here and then sign here. And I'm like, <laughs> and, here's your, and here's your keys. <laughs> right. And it's so many people I know feel that way, that they're not ready, that they that their fin finances won't allow it. So what's a way that a person could find out if they're ready or not and not the just to make the, assum the assumption? Yeah. The first thing that I would do is to get in contact with a loan officer, regardless of what you think your credit is or what your credit is, what we look at from our end, as far as looking at our credit report, it's not the same way that a loan officer is going to look at your credit report, okay? So, um, because they take the three scores. I'm a loan officer also with Rocket Mortgage. So, what we do is we take the three scores, and then they take the middle score. I understand in another um, year, this coming year, they're going to be looking at things a little bit different as far as the credit reports uh, scores, but right now, they take the middle score. Even if you are not ready, you need like a 640. Even if you're not ready, at least you have had a loan officer to look at you and look at your credit report and um, they can say, okay, well, you have this, you probably need to, to figure this out. You have this and you need this out. And then I will probably um, get with a um, credit restoration person or depending on what you have on your credit report. Sometimes it's as simple um, that you didn't pay this person and you may owe only 200 and some dollars or 300 and some dollars. A lot of times those creditors or collections will settle with you if you owe, say for instance, $250 and you call them like, okay, I got $175 that I can pay you today. Will you accept this as a part of paying off that balance? And they would say, yes, I, I've done it myself. And so they will say yes and um, send me a letter saying that you're going to, this is what we agreed to. And then when you pay it off, have them to send you a letter back. Um, so that you have that for your record so that when you do get ready to purchase a home, you can show, even though it's showing on my credit report, that I did pay them off for that. And do go and do the next one like that and go and do the next one. And then eventually your credit score will begin to start moving up. And then a lot of people think that they can't buy a home because they don't have the money. But there are um, down payment programs. The state has down payment program here in Michigan, the Michigan State Housing Development, which is called MISHTA. You only need 1% of your purchase price. Um, they give up to seventy-five dollars to $10,000 um, to purchase a home. Bank of America uh, is have a program going for those that are buying properties in the city of Detroit that are helping you with your down payment program. So it's, it's easy. And you know, one thing that kind of, cause I, I was so paralyzed because I thought that you needed money to even talk to these people, like the loan officer and things of that nature. And that was a, a big surprise for me that you didn't need money to, to, to talk to these people, you know? And I think that's a common misconception, but I know sometimes it's hard. You can't trust everybody who's, who has a title. So when you're thinking about shopping around for these people, what's the best thing to do as far as making sure you get someone that is really there to help you and not just there to 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 pad their pockets? Okay, okay. so then yeah, so you'll probably know family members who have bought homes. Um, you can always go and ask them, well, who did you use? Because apparently that that person worked out for them because they are a homeowner. So the process worked. 
um, referrals is always a good thing. And remember too, a lot of the times loan officers um, and realtors, they are going to help you. They are here to help you because they're, they're out here. This is what their job is. And if they don't help you, they don't get paid. I mean, you know, you just don't get paid if you don't help people. But a lot of people like myself have it in the heart to want to see people have um, to be a homeowner. I'd rather see a person be a homeowner than a renter because, you know, with a renter, you are giving money and you're not getting a return. You're helping that landlord buy that house that you're staying in. And if you add up how much money you're paying every month in rent and times the 12 months, times the years that you stay in that house, and that's what made me become a homeowner. Um, you, it was just be floored because even if you're paying a thousand dollars a month, that's twelve thousand dollars a year. That's thirty six thousand in three years. You know what I'm saying? That keeps multiplying, multiplying. You have just bought that person a home while you're sitting in someone else's home. So it's not that um, um, difficult to find people that's willing and have a heart to help people find a home. They're out here. We're out here a dozen. So that's know, I, I, I hear people and I know you get it too sometimes, right? Because you you just plainly put out the the difference between renting versus buying. Um, and it seemed like, okay, yeah, that does make sense. But it's still so many people out there that feel that they just don't want the responsibility of owning. They would prefer to rent. Do you get that a lot? Because I, I hear that, that a lot. I get that a lot, but if you think about it, when you're staying in a home, you're going to take care of that home just like it's your home anyway. Um, the only difference is if you the faucet leaks, you're going to call your landlord and tell him the faucet leak. Well, I mean, you just go to Home Depot and get a faucet and you call a plumber and he fixed the faucet. That's maybe like once out of every four or five years. You know, faucets doesn't leak that much. I mean, you can get home warranties on your home now that they're offering home warranties that if something breaks, you can get. But for the most part, if you got the furnace, a good furnace, have that check when you buy a home and have a good furnace and have a hot water tank. Hot water tanks last sometimes three or four years, sometimes a little longer. We've been in our home for about 20 years and I think we've replaced a hot water tank twice. But um, that's, other than that, you're going to fix up the home anyway if you're renting just like it's your home anyway and you're going to take offense when your landlord tell you it's time to go and the first thing you're going to say is i put all this money into the house and now he wants me to go well you can buy your own home and put everything in there because it's only the majors your furniture hot water tank the roof and the plumbing other than that you, the rest of it is cosmetics you know putting in carpeting and painting but you want to do that anyway absolutely yeah and then so right now so auntie you know Home ownership aside, looking holistically at our finances, right? I, I mentioned already that you consider this a ministry. If people listening in, they may have deduced right now that my auntie, she got a lot of jobs. She got a lot of businesses. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. She has a lot of businesses, but it holistically, it, it supports people find uh, in their finances, yes. right? Yes. Which is why you're the perfect person to have this conversation, <laughs> first of all. But- yes. When you think about, um, you know, being able to support people in that manner and you consider it a ministry, you've, you've um, for a while now, started your um, own radio show. 
yes, where yes. you are, you know, taking callers, you're bringing guests in, and oh. you're empowering people, you know, both in the kingdom and outside the kingdom, because you care about the community, you care about people, and you yes. want people to be all right. And anytime we turn on the news, we go to the gas station, the gas station, we go in the grocery store, we understand the 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 critical situation we are in. Yeah, and yeah. how important it is right now to take care of our finances and to have somebody who cares and is positioning themselves to give information yeah. essentially for free. You yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, and, exactly. you know, and so, so, but I, I just want to hear you talk about what really, what that, what that, because to me, it's a calling for you. And yeah, so yeah. what that calling that sent you onto that, that to this new journey of, being on the show and things like that can, can you can you kind of tell me about that okay so starting the show god had put that into my heart um to do uh the radio show maybe a year before i actually went on the air um and i let someone um being honest i let someone distract me from it because where the location of the radio show um, is at, the station is at, it's not your desirable area. Okay, that's no big deal. And so when I told them, okay, I'm going on the air, I'm going on the air. And it's like, oh, can we just go someplace else? Can we go someplace else? And I got distracted from it. I'm being honest, I didn't do it. But full circle back around, God put it back on my heart again. It's like, this is what I want you to do is to go on that radio show. And so with that being obedient um, and hearing his voice, I called the station. And um, like I said, it's not the desirable error. So as I was getting out of the car, I'm like, oh, Lord, what am I doing over here and stuff like that? He's just said, be out of there by five o'clock, be out of the area by five o'clock. So that's why I'm on the air at one o'clock in the afternoon, one to two o'clock in the afternoon. And I love it because I get to bring people on. I get to share my knowledge of um, the savings account and how buying a home, bringing other people on for inspectors, plumbers, um, home ownership. I just had someone for home health care, um, the seniors, and I love what I do. I really love it. And what is some of the um, the blessings that has come to you since you answered the calling? Because yeah, yeah. God will call us to do some stuff, but if we don't answer the call, yeah, but yeah. you know, then that's a whole other thing. But when we do answer the call, you know what I'm saying? We get past the thing that is like putting that that thing that is stopping us, and we answer the call, and then the blessings that come, the the stuff you did not expect. If yes. you could think of the, the the blessing that you did not expect since you've taken this journey, what would it be? Okay, so two, a couple of things. One of them I had um, actually um, our niece, your cousin, on the show, um, Danny Best, and she's a barber, and she was there, and she was talking, and she was, at that time, had just opened up her new shop, and she was talking about uh, how um, she wanted to start hiring barbers or um, people that do hair um beauticians to come into her shop because she had shop space for them to do. And as a result, my other niece, um, she called in and said, okay, well, I want to get started. She had had her license, but she had never been in the shop. And as a result, she ended up, the two of them got together and um, they opened up the shop and she joined her shop. Um, Danny has since closed her shop and moved to California, as we know, but um, Play Woo is still in her another shop and that kind of jumpstart her. 
So that's a really good thing. I really am happy to be a part of that um, snippet. And then I just recently had a lady said that she was listening to the radio. She has been down on her luck. And I always end the show saying, if you want to be a realtor or if you want to learn a life insurance, I will, can help you with that. And she recently has called me and said that she wants to become a real estate agent. So we're getting together to get her to um, become a realtor. So I like that. So you teach, you not just giving fish out, you teaching people how to fish. Yes, exactly. exactly. And I love that. I love that. That is great. And you know, I knew uh, the situation. I did not know uh, Danny was on this. I was going to say Nunu. Yes. <laughs> That's what we call her for people. That's like, okay, who is Nunu? Danny Bess is Nunu for us because she, yes. you know, that's the family name or whatnot. Just like you might hear my auntie say, Ma, that's my family name. Right. That's just how we do. Right. right. But, but when I did not know that she was on the show, and that's what got her and yes, Playwood yes. together. Because yes, yes, I know yes. I've been seeing Playwood with she, I did not know Playwood was doing hair, and she is braiding the mess out of hair. Yes, and I'm like, oh, wow. Well. And yes. it was really beautiful to see them doing it together. They still yes. encourage each other and yes. things of that nature. So it's just a very powerful yes. what happens when we're walking in our flow, like you said, in the yes. flow yes. earlier. Uh, and that, yes, and that that's a beautiful thing. Now, if somebody wanted to, you know, hear your uh, your show, how, how can they go about doing that? Okay, so I'm on WHPR FM 881. I am a radio show that you can see and hear. I'm on Tuesdays from one o'clock to two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and then I also do Facebook Live. So if they are out and about and going about their business and don't have time, I do um, record Facebook Live on Janice's um, financial page, um, Janice's Financial Corner. Goodness, I don't even know my own show. Janice's <laughs> Financial Corner um, Facebook Live page on that too. But that's where I'm at at one o'clock to two o'clock on Tuesdays. And you can see it from your device, you can um, hear it from your cell phone, or you can um, look on your tablet, any of the, the devices, because sometimes the signal isn't as strong, so it's always good to look on your from the computer. Plus, you'd be able to see it all over the world because it is on your computer. And you can help, and I want people to understand that while you are out of uh, Michigan, out of Detroit, you can help people in all 50 states. Is that yes. correct? yes. Because I can find a realtor, I can find someone, I can refer someone to you. Yes. And I am a witness that she will not only find uh, somebody in your area, she will make sure she will interview them thoroughly and make yes. sure that they are the real deal before she before they she even bring them or present them to you. Yes. And so, yeah, I'm a witness for that 100%. I am extremely passionate, passionate about what I do, Marlena. I, um, like you said, it is a ministry to me because I just know that this is what God has done, has put me on this earth to do is to help people. My ultimate goal um, is to have a um, building to where I can teach the real estate. Um, I see when you walk into that building, I see uh, overhead a desk that says real estate, a desk that says life insurance, health insurance, mortgages and then I see in the back a long table or training table with somebody back there where they can come back there and learn how to um, um, learn about real estate becoming a realtor a loan officer insurance I'm getting my PNC license with auto and homeowners license so I'll be able to teach that as well 
Yes, for my auntie is on it when it comes to the finance world. Yeah. She can hook you up. But for, you know, the TCW fam who may be, you know, at, you know, whether you're in your 20s, whether you're in your 30s, whether you're in your 40s, whether you're in your 50s or beyond, exactly. if you, you know, wherever you are, we, I think the first thing we can agree on that people need to do is acknowledge where you are. Be yeah. close to where you are, because I spent years just ignoring my finances, and I don't know what I thought, like, it was just going to go away, da, 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 da. <laughs> but sooner or later, you have to look at it, right? Yeah. You have to look at it, and then when you look at it and you acknowledge where you are, what's a what's a, what's a, a, a few steps, Auntie, that people can do just to kind of get themselves on track with, you know, turning their financial situation around and getting on the road to uh, home ownership if that's what they want to do. Okay. So the first thing that do is pull your credit report, pull your credit report, know what's on your credit report because um, they allow us to see our um, credit report. You can get a free credit report once a year from the three from TransUnion, Equifax and TransUnion, I believe um, I just said, what did I say? Equifax, TransUnion, it's a third one that's not right in the tip of my tongue right now, but nevertheless, it um, you get a copy of that. And then what I would do is get one, um, one maybe like in January and one maybe like in June. So that way, because they both are going to pretty much have, all three is pretty much going to have the same information. Um, but I would get a copy of that first and look at it and see what's on there. We know who we owe. We know what we don't owe. Don't go to someone that's going to say, well, I'm going to dispute this. And so that can take it off. You know, you owe that person. See if you can make arrangements for that person um, to do it. A lot of times we get our income tax. Income tax is the best time to straighten out your credit report because we, we get a lump sum of money for those that don't have to pay. Uh, we get a lump sum of money and look at your report at that time in January and um, go down the line and say, okay, I'm going to settle with this one. I'm going to settle with that one. And I'm going to settle with that one. And then sometimes people don't have anything on their credit report. And so no credit sometimes can be as bad as having bad credit. So then you can go to like Michigan First has secured credit cards. Um, what they'll do is they may start you off, you give them $300, they'll do a loan for you and give you back $300. And then you can begin to start making your payments because your credit report is only to see how well you make your payments. Um, so you use it up or apply maybe at JCPenney's or Macy's to open up maybe two or three credit cards. Don't max them out. Just maybe use up to half, pay it back, half, pay it back. And so that you're now creating a credit history uh, for that. And so with that, when you get ready to go buy a home, which is essential, when you get ready to go buy a home, they can pull your credit report and look at it. And then if not, you can always get in contact with me because I can sit out with you and go over everything with you and tell you what you need to do. And then six months later, we get back and I always tell people, just check back with me here and do this, this, and this. And sometimes I'll just call them like, how are you doing? Or text them, how are you doing? How are you doing? So that's what we do. That's how I can And I, I like how you said, because you have these people that will come out and say, hey, I can take that off of your credit report. But that's yeah, not always yeah. the best thing. Tell us yeah, why yeah. that is. 
because it's going to come back. Um, just because we disputed it, the creditors are going to come back and say, yes, they do owe it. And it's going to bounce right back onto your credit report. And sometimes when you are buying your home, um, they pull your credit report. They're going to pull it again in the middle part while you're in the process of it. And then they're going to pull it right before you get ready to buy that home, right before you get ready to close. You don't want those surprises to pop back up that they didn't see in the beginning. So it's always better to just go ahead and settle everything, get it off of your credit report or get it settled so it can say it's uh, satisfied and then you don't have anything to worry about. Well said, well said. And Auntie, <laughs> if somebody wanted to follow you on, because you're on Facebook, you're on, are you on Instagram? Okay. No, I need someone to help me with Instagram and Facebook and all of those because I do so many things. I don't have uh, a lot of times to get on the social media, although I know social media is the place to be. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we only get 24 hours a day. And, yes. um, and social media I'm, is time consuming. <laughs> yes, it is very time consuming. So <laughs> I had a young lady that was going to help me, but she kind of fell by the wayside. But um, and I don't want to pay a whole lot of money having someone to do it for me. Um, so as a result, no, I don't have it. But they can always get in contact with me um, with my um, texting me always at 313-920-8457. So they can always, always text me. I'm always available. If I don't answer, I promise you I'll call you right back. I It won't be even a day because I, I don't like for people to do it to me. So I'm not going to do it to people. But you are on Facebook. Yes, I am on Facebook. Yes. And what's your Facebook handle? Um, Janice Crafter. Yep. Ah, <laughs> I told you I wasn't good on Facebook. Just type in Janice Crafter. You can, anybody can find me. Even if you just Google my name, I'm coming up. That face is coming up. So because <laughs> I'm on so many different sites, just type in Janice Crafter and my telephone number is going to come there and all the links that I'm on is going to come up. So Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Auntie. I really appreciate you coming on, offering your expertise. If you wanted okay. to get one more closing statement just to kind of encourage people, you know, when it comes to um, taking ownership of their finances, what would that be? Okay. So making sure that we save, making sure that you start today, start today. I don't care if it's a dollar, just start, get you a piggy bank or something to start putting that money in and then, or even just open up a savings account for $50. And every time you get paid, put five, 10, $15 in there. You'd be so surprised how much that money will add up. Just start today. Just got to start from somewhere. And as far as your real estate is concerned, making sure that, um, you know, you pull your credit report today, look at your credit report and set your mindset a gold and said, this time next year, I'm going to be a homeowner. So that gives you time to start piecing and doing a little bit at a time. So it doesn't seem so overwhelming that all of a sudden I got to do all of this and I'll never get to where I'm going, but just set a goal and said, this time next year, I'm going to be a homeowner and start working towards that. And then the last thing that we did not talk about was life insurance. And I just want to make sure I put in life insurance that we have to have life insurance because God did not promise us to stay here on this earth and we have to have something to do. We have to have the ones that we leave behind have to have some kind of direction of what to do with us when we pass away. So we want to make sure from the newborn babies to grandma, the life insurance is in place. Amen. That, Amen. Was, a life, that was a mouthful, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, but it was so needed. It was so needed. I thank you 
so awesome. much for joining the conversation about kingdom finances. Okay. And I, I don't think this is going to be the last time that we have mm -hmm. you on here because okay. finances is something that we need to not stray away from. And we need to, you know, and people don't really like to discuss their finances. They don't even want to talk about them to themselves. We don't even want to have a conversation right. with ourselves, right, but we right. can't act like it's going away. I'm this economy is not. Is right. not being gentle for the people with the kind heart. It is not being gentle for the people just because they love God. It's going to take ownership. It is going to take diligence on our part and real yes. intention. Yes, yes. And don't be afraid. Don't, don't bury your heads in the sand. Pluck your head out and just do it. Like yes. I said, just do it. Yes. yes. If God, if God allowed it. He can make it for your good. So don't feel like wherever you are now is where you are meant to be. Is yes, where yes. you have to stay. You can turn it around and you can do it with God's help and with the help of people like my auntie who are <laughs> blessed with the yes. ministry of finance. Because he said, I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. He didn't say shortness. He said abundantly. That's a lot. So get your gift, what God has for us. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much auntie. <laughs> okay all right ma thank you for having me thank you so much to my auntie janice crafter for coming on to the show and giving us some great tips on how to maximize our personal profitability if this conversation spoke to you please like it please share it don't forget to subscribe to my youtube channel remember you can catch us on our newly launched website which is www.thischristianwalk.com you can still listen to us on the go on apple Podcasts as well as iHeartRadio. Now, when it comes to our finances, it's not always an easy conversation. It's not always a comfortable conversation, but it's one that we have to have not only with other people, but just with ourselves. And if you get nothing else from this conversation, I hope that you can take this away on wherever you are. Don't ignore your finances because that does not make it go away. The best thing to do is own where you are and trust God to take you wherever you're going. And what I know for sure is on this walk with God, loving God can be easy. Trusting God can be hard. But I believe we can all get there one step at a time on this Christian walk. Till next time, be blessed. This is homie, can you walk with me? Talk with me. What you know about God will he ride with me? Come and open my eyes for me. Hear my story. Show me more what's in store. And once more, this is homie, can you walk? Uh. Can you walk? Let's walk.